Hello everyone and welcome to this week's church cast. If you haven't met me before, I am Hannah. I am the youth pastor here at Harvest and I am really, really excited about today's church cast. Today we have an interview and I'll, oh, I love interviews and Robin is going to be interviewing Mark Ritchie. Some of you might have heard Mark Ritchie speak before, but some of you may not. I actually have a really cool story about Mark Ritchie speaking. Um, so when I went to Soul Survivor for, I think it was either my first or second year, um, I heard Mark Ritchie speak in a seminar. And I can tell you that it totally changed my perception of, um, of Jesus and it totally changed my perception on people um, sharing about Jesus. It was just so exciting and passionate and funny and dynamic. It was amazing. And I just remember coming away as a 13, 14 year old and it, all I kept saying the entire time at Soul Survivor to everyone was, oh my goodness, I didn't, I didn't know that people that shared about Jesus that spoke could be funny. <laughs> and uh, and he's Scottish as well, so you know, being at an English uh, Christian festival, it was it was nice to hear a Scottish accent. But yeah, so that was amazing. So that I've got we've got um, so privileged to have him come and yeah, have an interview with us today. But before I pass over to uh, Robin and Mark, I would just love to read from Psalm one hundred and thirty-five, and then I'll pray for us. Psalm 135. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, you servants of the Lord, you who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, the firstborn of people and animals. He sent signs and wonders into your midst, Egypt against Pharaoh and all of his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all of the kings of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people, Israel. Your name, Lord, endures forever. Your renown, Lord, through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see, they have ears but cannot hear, nor is there breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion, to him who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord.
let us pray. Lord Almighty, all praise and glory be to you. Thank you that there is so much to praise you for and to be thankful for. Thank you that in our pain, our loss, our heartache, our hopelessness and our weakness, that you are here, right in the midst of us, that you are, you are our strength, you are our hope and that your love endures forever. Thank you for giving us today this opportunity again to come together and to grow in faith together. Bless this time that we have. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, well, everyone, I'm really excited to introduce Mr. Mark Ritchie, who is a, a great speaker, communicator, stand-up comedian, minister, um, man of many talents as well. So, Mark, thank you very much for your time, for coming on to our, our church, online church, uh, this week. So, welcome. Um, I thought I'd just kick off. Uh, for those that don't know you, it'd be really good just to hear hey, a wee bit about who you are and what you do and, and, uh, and all that kind of thing. It's absolutely brilliant to be with you guys at Harvest Church. Absolutely amazing. I am, I'm, my name's Mark Ritchie. I'm Scottish and um, I'm living in England. So obviously at some point I've done something very bad and I don't know what it is, but no, I'm li I live in Nottingham and it's, um, I work as an evangelist. So my job normally is to travel around the world to tell people about Jesus. But right now I'm locked in my loft. You know, I'm like everybody else. I'm like, I mean, I was looking at your, your setup there. It's very good. I think you look a bit like you're um, speaking from a sauna, which I think is quite, <laughs> <laughs> but I am, um, yeah, I'm in my loft. So one of the funny little things that we've like been saying is my wife, you know, she used to be like saying, Oh, Mark, you know, we want you around. And now she's like saying, can't, is there nowhere, nowhere that you can preach? Is there nowhere, even, you know, Australia, America, can we just get you Tesco's? <laughs> so, yeah. So it is amazing at the moment, like kind of living in lockdown. But um, my normal job is that I'm an evangelist and I do uh, big preaches, I do stadiums, I do all kinds of venues. But one of maybe the other things that's quite interesting about me is that I also do these comedy one-man shows where we actually weave the message of Jesus into the comedy show. And uh, it's amazing. So I've done the Edinburgh Fringe for the last four or five years. And yeah, it's um, I do all these weird kind of wacky venues but we just want to get Christ's name out there, you know? I guess all that at the moment, you know, that sort of face-to-face, -face, getting up in front of of groups of people and sharing, um, you know, your comedy or sharing the good news about Jesus and your story, that that in the last year or so, that's that's probably all changed pretty dramatically. I mean, how what's it been like for you sort of uh, navigating this sort of lockdown coronavirus season uh, in, in the work you do? No, I mean, it's been really difficult, you know. I mean, I would love to kind of like come over as this like amazing, all-conquering Christian, but I found it hard. Um, but I think um, 
what I've kind of been focusing on is, you know, I hear, I'm sure you're the same, but I hear a lot of people around here in Nottingham and they're talking about, you know, our, you know, are our leaders leading us well through this time? You know, is Boris doing good? Is Nicola doing well? All of that stuff. And what I always say is that, you know, my first port of call is not to ask whether the politicians are leading us well. My question I'm asking every day is, am I leading myself well? Mm. Am I leading myself well through this very tough season? And, you know, I really had to ask that to myself. You know, am I leading my thoughts? Am I leading my emotions? Am I leading my, my soul well? And uh, that's a big question. Um, and I feel like I'm doing some good stuff. You know, I've got some good rituals in place that I do every single day and that I'm keeping myself to. And also, like, I just manage myself. I also am learning to be a bit more self-aware. So I see some warning flags come up and how I respond to that. So, no, th this has been my story during kind of like um, COVID is am I leading myself well? And then I guess the other funny little thing just to mention is that um, if you go on Instagram and you put Mark Ritchie UK, um, what I've been doing is throughout the COVID, I've been doing these daft little videos and uh, they've been a lot of fun. I did one where I um, kind of misjudged the clap for the NHS and I clapped at the wrong time and uh, it got a lot of feedback. It was a lot of fun. So a lot of funny, daft little clips that people are just saying, thanks for keeping us smiling. So, you know, laughter is a good thing as well. So I've done that. Definitely, definitely. No, no, we do need, it's that sort of keeping yourself going. And, and we all we all kind of set out on this um, journey of, you know, lockdown. And, and I think nobody knew how long it was going to last or we, we maybe had an idea how it was going to last, uh, and then, and then it's it's gone on, and then we've had some highs, we've had some lows, and it feels a bit like man, it, it's an endurance sort of thing, and and so anything you know we can be doing to keep ourselves, encourage each other, and to keep ourselves right, like you're talking about leading, leading ourselves uh, well, and I guess that brings me on to this this other thing that you've been doing, which is the podcast, a uh, soul focus that you've been developing, and you you did. Like season one, uh, and this, and you're just actually uh, launching out in the past week or so. Season two's just come out. Um, what was it that? I guess we'll talk a wee bit about what's in it. But what was it that um, kind of kicked that off? Where did the idea come from, and and how did you come about developing that whole thing? Yeah, well, what happened was um, in 2011. I don't know if you can remember this, but in 2011, um, great. Britain there was this horrible thing where we had these riots in the summer and there's a lot of terrible things happened and it really broke my heart you know and I, I love Great Britain I, I want to see Great Britain turn to God I, I love Scotland and Wales and Ireland and England and and I really want to see them come to know Jesus and basically what happened is that I actually went and I went to um I went and I was watching these images and I really sensed and felt God speak to me. And I felt God say to me, oh, Mark, I want you to carry a cross over Britain. Now, I, I thought he meant the message of the cross. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I can do that. But no, God actually was speaking to me about carrying an actual physical cross 
over the UK. And uh, I, I took a bit of convincing. God had to convince me, but I really believed it was really from him. And what I did was I carried this aluminium cylindrical cross. And as I carried it across Britain, what people did is they, they, they wrote their sins on a post-it note and they rolled them up and they put them inside this cross. Um, so it was an amazing mission. I did it. I walked from uh, Brighton in England, the bottom, right up to Edinburgh. And then I got communi—sorry, uh, I got um, transported round to Wrexham in Wales. And I walked from Wales across uh, to, to, to Hull. So I walked in the shape of a cross. Mm. And it took me 70 days. And I'll be honest with you, when I crossed that line at Hull, you know, I thought my I thought the mission was over. You know, I'm done. 70 days walking. It was intense. It was it was amazing, but it was a lot. You know, some days I was walking 34 miles and then doing an event in the evening. You know, there was a lot. It was intense. And uh, anyway, at the end, I never realized, but that was just the beginning. Because what happened after that is I went into this really bleak season where the next few months, I it went really dark for me. And I just found it so difficult. And really what was happening was that inwardly, everything was out of order. Things were not in good order. And um, I was, uh, I told you that I live in Nottingham and I was down by the River Trent and I was, I was praying and I was just calling on God and I was like saying, God, you know, I was crying all the time. I was really bleak. I was upset all the time. And basically what happened is I was standing by the River Trent and I saw this boat go past. And um, you probably would kind of imagine it as say the boat, you know, in the kind of Oxford Cambridge race or maybe in the Olympics when you see the boats. And uh, I saw this boat and it had got these rowers. And then I saw at the end of the boat, I saw what they call the rowing cocks, which is the, the little guy that speaks to the boat. And God just spoke to me so clearly. And God just said, Mark, that is you. You see, God said that the boat is like your soul. And the rowers are like your feelings and your thoughts and your will. But that's you at the end. You are the guy that's got to speak to your soul. And then I was looking and I could see that this guy was speaking to these rowers and he was keeping them in rhythm and he was making sure that they were kind of on the job. They were in a good rhythm. And God revealed this to me. And I promise you, I know Christians say this a lot, but it was a life changing moment for me because I suddenly realized I need to speak to my soul every day. And, you know, from that time on, that's exactly what I've done. It's just like King David in the Bible, in Psalms, he would talk about speaking to his soul. You know, he says, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. And, you know, I could reel off all these different moments when David speaks to his soul. You know, he says, um, you know, rise up, soul. And then at other points, he says, you know, um, you know, like uh, re return to your rest. Oh, my soul, for it is the Lord and he has been good to you. And then, you know, I honestly, 
it's changed my life because suddenly I began to realize it's my responsibility to speak to my soul. And, you know, just because I think something doesn't mean it's true. You know, David questioned his thoughts. David questioned his feelings. And he was like, no, 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 no. Because, you know, sometimes our feelings can be the biggest bullies we'll ever face. They throw their weight around. They make us feel rubbish about ourselves. And it's like, do you know what? Actually, I can speak to my feelings and I can say, no, 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 no. I, I, I love this. Um, you know, um, I think it was Martin Lloyd-Jones. He said, we should speak to ourselves more than we should listen to ourselves. And I thought, wow, those are powerful words. You know, we do a lot of listening, you know, and in this culture now, we're getting sort of a lot of talk and, you know, like you've got to listen, how are you feeling, what's happening? And I'm bringing this word that says, we've got to speak to our soul. We've got to speak to our feelings. Um, one of the uh, guys that I interview in Soul Focus, the podcast, is a guy called Dr. Robbie, and he's like a psychologist. And he said this, which I love. He says, you know, we must not follow our feelings. We must inform our feelings and I thought wow I love that you know lots of people follow during COVID and lockdown a lot of us have been following our feelings but we must inform our feelings you know that's what David did you know and he would just say you know we're going to praise God we are going to praise God he spoke to his feelings and says we're not going to mope around and feel sorry for ourselves right now we're going to magnify the Lord and, you know, I love it. So that was kind of the thing behind it. And then um, I started these podcasts called Soul Focus. And people have just found them so helpful because people have been messaging me and, and Facebooking me and all kinds of stuff just to say, Mark, during this season, this has been a lifeline about how I can speak to my soul. And um, they're really short. They're only 15 minutes each. And so if you go, wherever you get your podcast, if you go on there and put Soul Focus by Mark Ritchie, you know, you'll find them there. And I, I think it will help a lot of people. Mm, definitely, definitely. Well, I've I've certainly listened to a few. And the thing, I, there's loads of things I like about them. And uh, I'm not just saying that because you're there. Well, I'm just, I'm definitely saying it because you're there. But I would probably <laughs> say it if you weren't there. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're really practical, uh, you know. They're based on sort of solid wisdom um, that you've you've obviously spent a lot of time sort of looking into as well, and and also based on your own experience, and also they're 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 very honest. Um, you know, they're 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 not um, they're coming at it from a that perspective of you know you've 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 wrestled with some of these things yourself, you've had to work through them, and you're still you're still working through them. You know, you're, sure. you're still you're still going through them. Um, I don't know if you, you would talk a wee bit about it. It's one of the episodes, you know, you're talking a wee bit, you're telling the story of, of your son's football game and using the analogy of, of like the football manager and, 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 and with regards to your, you know, your thought life and, and managing your thoughts. Uh, can you tell yeah. us about that, that story and, and what, the, what that's all about? Yeah, I was just, I was going to say that it's really important that we understand that it's our responsibility to manage our thoughts and I was kind of painting the picture about like when I used to watch um, the footy my, my son used to play, I did kind of say, and it is true that, 
you know, obviously my son's playing in Nottingham. I've got a like Scottish accent, you know. So when I was at the site shouting, you know, everybody's head would turn and it'd be like, wow. Somebody's just, oh, Scottish accent's very aggressive. I remember thinking, uh, you've not heard my dad. I mean, my dad, he's got a Scottish accent that's very aggressive. So I um, I basically was watching my son and there was just one particular game where the manager, I didn't really rate this manager. He wasn't very good. And he kind of like, he, he tried to talk to one of the lads. They're only 13 year olds, these boys. And he tries to give a little bit of instruction to this lad in the middle. And the lad in the middle just gives him a complete mouthful, just swears at him, tells him what to do. And I was amazed because what happened is that the manager just kind of threw his hands up and he went, he, it was quite a sunny day and he just lay down. He just like lay down, put his hands on his head, just was like, I'm done. And of course, what happens when you leave a whole load of 13 year old lads to do what they want? Guess what they do? They do what they want. And they they lost the game, some horrendous scoreline. I can't remember, it was like 8-1 or 9-1 or something horrible. And, um, you know, I really, like, think, you know, that is what a lot of us are like with our thoughts, is that, like, you know, we let our thoughts bully us. And it's so important that we learn that we've got to, like, take responsibility. We've got to, like, manage our thoughts. Um, you know, um, George Whitfield was this great evangelist, great revivalist. And he says, I have become watchful over my thoughts. And, you know, that might be weird for people to think about. But, you know, sometimes we think things and we just leave it unquestioned. But I'm learning. No, no, no. I'm not just going let, to let my thoughts do whatever they want. I'm going to bring instruction. And, you know, that sense of us being the football manager at the side. And what the great illustration is, is that a football manager, he says, oh, that, that one player in the middle, he's not doing well. He's off. I'm going to replace him. And, you know, that's what I do with my thoughts now. You know, if I have a bit of a rogue thought, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to think that anymore. I'm going to replace that thought with something good. And, you know, I always think that, you know, the word of God and thanksgiving and also some, you know, whatsoever is pure and honest, think on these things, you know, to put some good thoughts in replacement. We don't just take the thought off because if we think, if we do that, then what will just happen is, you know, another rogue thought will just take its place. We've got to replace it with something good. And that's what I do. The Bible. Mm, no, it's it's great, and I think I don't I don't want you to have to give away all the all the the good stuff. Um, I really would encourage folks that are watching to to go. We'll put the put the links in for them to go, and because, like you say, you 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 don't just talk about what the the issue is. You actually provide really practical, you know, advice about the things you can do, things that have worked for you, or things that principles that, that we can adapt and put into practice and I think that's what's really helpful about it it's not just a you know a, sort of somebody talking about the problem you're 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 actually giving solutions that have have worked and have helped you but I guess whilst I've got you here Mark um I, it'd be good we've talked a bit about hey look we know what you do now um we kind of know where you've come from and then how, how lockdown is for you but take us back a wee bit because you're obviously this you're this evangelist now and then all the stuff you're doing but you tell us a wee bit about your story, about how you even got to this stage, about how how Jesus became a part of your life, how you became a Christian, and, and sort of the impact that that had. 
No, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I'm an interesting story because I became an, I became a Christian when I was 12 and I can remember it really clearly. My mum and dad were like AOG pastors. Um, they're great people. And I, I remember going forward when I was 12. And, you know, I've, I, I'm interesting because I've never gone back on it. You know, lots of people's stories that they kind of rebel in their teens or, uh, you know, I never did. And I, I, I sensed the, the power of the cross, even when I was like, you know, kind of a young teenager. And uh, I went to Bible college. And, you know, I guess sometimes people say to me, what was the best thing about being a Christian? You know, like what, what difference has God made in your life? And I think the best way, I, I love stories and I love telling stories. And I think one of the best ways is that, um, you know, I, I, I heard a great story. My friend, Neil, him and his brother were walking in the Lake District. And basically what happened is, is that they were walking and, and, and suddenly this car came screaming around the corner. And an older gentleman got out the car and he said to them, guys, can you help me? Please help me. And they're like, well, well, what is it? And he said, my son is cycling from John O'Groats to Land's End. And uh, he's 16 and he's, he's finding these hills in the Lake District. He's finding them hard. He's finding them tough. And he says, would you help me? I just want to cheer him on. He's coming around that corner on his bike in a minute. Would you help me? And so Neil and his mate were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got a couple more people. And suddenly this little lad comes around and he is so done. You know, the hills in the Lake District are killing him. And he's like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And he's cycling around the corner. And the dad in the crowd, he just jumps up and he starts shouting and clapping and cheering. And he's like, go on, my son, go on. And Neil said that, you know, the rest of them, they started to clap and shout. And this little lad sort of got this energy from the crowd and he just shot past them. And then the dad shook all these guys' hands and he, he says, oh, you know, that's me. And, and so Neil said to the dad, what are you going to do now? And the dad said, oh, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive to the next bit and I'm going to get an even bigger crowd. I'm going to cheer my son the whole way to the finishing line. And, you know, when people say to me, what, what is it being a Christian? How can that help your life? I feel sometimes like that young lad. You know, I feel like life is tough. You know, I, I, Robin, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm finding it hard to motivate, motivate myself at the moment. You know, I'm finding it hard to get up in the morning and be a cheery guy when it's so difficult during lockdown. But you know what? That image that we've got a father, a father who loves us and is cheering us on, that even if the hells are tough, you know, even if, and I know we've got some great people listening in right now, and you might be feeling like you are, you are slogging it uphill right now. Maybe you're homeschooling. Maybe your life's just been a bit, oh, it's just hard. You know, I want you to know that God is cheering you on and he wants you to get to the end of that race. And, you know, he is just calling the angels and they're like your biggest cheerleaders. And, you know, when people say to me, what, what advantages are in being a Christian? I'm like, God is cheering me on every day. 
And so I'm going to get over the line. So, you know, I went to Bible college and then I, I, I became a minister in Barnsley, Yorkshire. And then I became an evangelist and kind of like started to go all over the world with that. And then in the last 10 years, I began to do this comedy shows and, you know, doing all the festivals, Melbourne, Edinburgh, doing a lot of great stuff. And so I'm pretty excited for like what, what God's on with. Yeah. Mark, that's that's been excellent. Really encouraging just to hear a bit about your story, a bit about how you're doing and, and a bit about this uh, podcast as well that you've been working on. So, so yeah, is what can we be praying for you, Mark, uh, just in these days? What, what can we be thinking about and praying for you? No, I, I thank you so much for saying that because, you know, I, I love it when, you know, you share your stuff, but it, people kind of then sort of get this thing where they're like, oh, my goodness, this guy's completely sorted. You know what I mean? And that could not be further from the truth because, you know, I'm trying to navigate a pandemic. And what does an evangelist do in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and try and. So what I would love for prayer is I'm just currently working on some gospel presentations that we're just trying to make a little bit more accessible for online. And um, I would love just, you know, to pray for wisdom for that and to know kind of like what what God wants us to do and what God wants us just to kind of leave alone, you know. Mm. So that 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 would be amazing. Yeah, I really would love that. Just yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 we can definitely be doing that, Mark. So thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks for for joining Harvest for for this week. Uh, it's been great to to share a bit of time with you and and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be praying for you, Mark. Thank you so much. Bless you guys. Thank you. Oh, that's great. I don't know if you can tell, but I just love interviews. <laughs> I just love interviews and getting to know people more and just having that conversation. Um, yeah, and I love that we can have this conversation still at this point in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so yeah, that was great. And thank you so much, Mark, for coming and joining us um, today. It was so encouraging to hear from you. And I don't know if you noticed, but there's definitely a trend, a wee theme going on with uh, tartan shirts and jackets. Uh, it was very unplanned, definitely a Scottish thing. But I wondered if you are sitting watching this in a, a tartan shirt or jacket or pyjamas even. Um, if you are, welcome to the group. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just amazing. And if you... Um, want to check out his podcast there's going to be a link on the screen just now that you can go and check out his podcast after we would definitely encourage encourage you to do that and to to be praying for him with the points that he shared so that's great and thanks so much for coming and joining us for another week of church cast it's been amazing to be together once again and yeah so i just want to say that if you if you aren't a christian or you um, want to find out more about who we are as a church or what we believe, then again, just for, um, go to the link on the screen after this and there'll be contact information as well on our, our website if you would like to get in contact. We would love to hear from you. So yeah, just get in contact with us about anything anything at all but yeah thank you so much for joining us for another week of church cast we bless the rest of your week um, looking forward to seeing you next week and yeah take care okay bye